how to stop seeking. I've read a few comments recently from people who feel a tremendous amount of suffering around seeking, around spiritual seeking. How do you stop this? How do you navigate the spiritual process when the mind is constantly seeking? Well, first of all, I empathize. This can be really challenging. It can be disorienting, confusing, because the story our mind tells us is everything is accomplished through thought. Everything is accomplished through wanting. This is the story we've heard from the thoughts for as long as we can remember. How can I make something happen if I don't think about it, if I don't try, if I don't plan for it? How can I force it to happen? And then, of course, we hear a speaker say, you can't force this. It's already the case. You can't discover it. So seeking is essentially useless. And something in you resonates with that. At the same time, it's very frustrating because the only thing you know is seeking. So how to navigate this, how to put it together? Well, I can give one simple answer that is accurate, but it may not be deeply satisfying in the immediate. And that is to recognize that nothing is ever really accomplished by wanting it. I know that's a controversial statement in some circles, but thinking about what's not happening right now, imagining a future, imagining getting what you want while on the surface or from the point of view of the thoughts, it's logically consistent. It's internally consistent. And it seems like the world works that way. Why? Because the world we perceive is also a function of thought. So this belief system is internally consistent. And it may have some value in some areas of life. But when we talk about this endeavor specifically, what we're doing is we're challenging the most fundamental beliefs we have. And the most fundamental belief we have is that all of this seeking, wanting, desire, longing, frustration, suffering, struggle, that it's about me. It can be hard to look directly at this, but if you were able to look directly at this and see what would happen if you let go of that me, you would see those concerns would just evaporate because you're not concerned about those concerns about someone 3,000 miles away from you. You're not worried about what Joe in Milwaukee seeks, desires, feels frustrated about. You don't think about that. You don't concern yourself with that. It doesn't cause suffering. 
which is true of almost everyone else in the world. Perhaps people who are close to you, you empathically suffer for them. But ultimately, it always comes back to you. It comes back to the sense of the me that all this is happening to. So when you see that, and then you recognize, or maybe, hopefully, resonate with the statement that this process is about investigating the nature of identity itself. You can see how to penetrate the illusion of that separate identity. You're going to have to let go of all of the mechanisms that are intertwined with it, including and largely seeking desire, aversion, struggle, suffering. Now, the next concern that often arises is a layer of doubt. The doubt is something like this. Well, I understand that this suffering, this seeking is not me, but how do I stop it? Or more importantly, if it's happening, does it prevent awakening? Does it prevent the shift? Does it prevent penetrating that identity structure? And the really good news here is it doesn't. It doesn't do a damn thing. It doesn't prevent anything any more than it causes anything. That mass of thoughts, that mass of seeking, that mass of defining yourself and defining the world, pulling and pushing on everything, that mass of trying to prepare for the next moment or even prepare for this moment, that mass of trying to anticipate and defend all of that, the feel of all of that is made out of a bunch of thoughts. Those thoughts can't prevent the identity which is a sort of sum total of all those thoughts from being transcended, traversed, deconstructed even. How could they? The thoughts are more like effects. So it's not a concern that having a bunch of doubt, having a bunch of thoughts is going to prevent you from awakening. It's not a concern for me because I know it doesn't. It's really more a matter of how enticing is that doubt for you? How willing are you to just let it go for a second, for a minute, and then let it go again and again and again, and then let it go as that thought tries to grip you? Or perhaps as that tendency to grab onto that thought, a feeling arises. How willing are you to let go of it, to not grasp, to not go there? Check it out. Stay in that gap. Don't grasp. Don't grasp onto that enticing little doubt, and it will get quieter and quieter. No thought is preventing awakening because awakening isn't preventable. It's right here.
no doubt can prevent awakening because it's not preventable. It's right here. No mass of beliefs about your past, your struggles, your spiritual narrative can prevent awakening. It can't do it. Not going to happen. So am I invalidating the story of the spiritual seeker who can't get it? Yes. But I'm doing it with heart because I know what's there when you finally let go of that story. And it's really what you've always known was possible. It's what you've always wanted, always desired, but in a way you desired it the wrong way by believing thought or you sought it or essentially believed it wasn't already here. So got into this transfixed habit of believing thought after thought, doubt after doubt, trying to find it, but it really is already here. So while I empathize with that frustration, I can't give it validation. I can't feed it in good conscience. All I can do is point and tell you it is here. But don't just believe that. That's not going to do you any good. And I see that happening on occasion. Someone will say, oh, well, it's already here. Buddha nature's already here. So this stuff's all nonsense. There's no point in listening to it or talking about it or practicing or... That's just cynicism, just another layer of thought. That's actually ignoring the fact that the underlying layer of thought is a lot of seeking, a lot of desire. Just pretending it's not there, that doesn't help. It's better to acknowledge the desire, to acknowledge the longing, to acknowledge the frustration with seeking. And then let the message land that that seeking is only a collection of thoughts and beliefs. It's inert. It's not going to cause any problems. It's not going to prevent anything. And it's not going to cause anything. So it frees your attention up. It frees you up to look somewhere else. Somehow else. Or to just stop altogether. If you stop altogether, there's only one place you can look. One place you've ever looked. You look from the looking. Just this. Already always the case. Simply always awake. Stop the mind. Stop grasping thoughts. Stop trying to force anything to happen. Stop trying to prevent anything from happening like a thought. And it's right here.